Having grown up in a migrant farm worker community in Central California, the image of the vineyard is more than just familiar. These lush vineyards along the San Joaquin Valley hold a powerful memory. From that land sprung the National Farm Workers Association, today known as the United Farm Workers. Cesar Chavez, a community organizer with only an eighth grade education, and Dolores Huerta, a former elementary school teacher and single mother of seven children. They co-led a grassroots movement that shed light to the inhumane working conditions and economic exploitation endured by the field worker community in the 1960s. Farm workers were feeding the nation and yet they couldn't secure their own basic needs and those of their families. Through relentless work of community organizing, peaceful protests and boycotts, most famously the Great Boycott of 1968, the UFW led the nation into breakthroughs in labor legislation. The agricultural industry, one of the most powerful in California, could no longer deny the fundamental human rights of farm workers, including safe working conditions, wage bargaining, and the right to unionize and affiliate. But above all, the farm worker community had reclaimed their sense of dignity. This brings me to the Song of Isaiah in our first reading today. It is the Autumn Vintage Festival, one of joy for Judah and Jerusalem. People sang joyous songs as they harvested their grapes. But Isaiah has a song of lament. His friend, he says, did everything he could possibly do for his vineyard. He spaded it, cleared it of stones, built a watchtower. He planted the choicest of vines, yet he gets wild and bitter grapes. Well, we hear in today's psalm, the vineyard of the Lord of hosts is the house of Israel. God has graced this vineyard abundantly and rightly expects fruits of good judgment. And instead, there is bloodshed. God expects acts of justice, but rather God hears the cry of the poor who are being neglected. Matthew in the gospel draws us in further into what's really happening in the vineyard of the Lord. Jesus is in the last week of his life. He is in Jerusalem. The conflicts with the religious leaders are pivoting. Jesus has done the unprecedented. He drives away those buying and selling in the temple, who led by the religious officials have turned what should be a house of prayer for all people into a self-serving house for the privileged. The religious leaders were fuming. They demanded Jesus his credentials. By what authority are you doing these things? Jesus gives them three parables. One of them is the one we hear today, the parable of the tenants. Jesus begins the story using something familiar, the same story of the vineyard according to Isaiah. Then Jesus surprises them by introducing the tenants, who are clearly his listeners, the temple authorities. These tenants beat and kill the servants sent by the vineyard owner to collect his produce. And then their ambition is so great that they murder the son because he is the heir of the vineyard. What a violent scene. And yet, can we stop and think about how this parable has played again and again and still does in our own church's history? 
What will the owner of the vineyard do? Jesus asks. The religious leaders think they can't go wrong with their answer and they declare he will put those wretched men to a wretched death and lease his vineyard to other tenants. But Jesus surprises them again. He gives them the words of Psalm 118. The stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. By the Lord this has been done and it is wonderful in our eyes. Jesus utters these words as the construction of the temple is taking place right before their eyes. The builders of the temple are the chief priests, and Jesus is the stone they've rejected. But that's not the end of the story. The rejected stone will become the cornerstone of a new and living temple, a people animated and filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. That's the community you and I belong to. Time and time again, God will use the excluded of the world, those not seen or treated as if they don't matter, to create something new, something that will change the course of history, as it happened to the farm worker movement. As the 16th Ordinary General Assembly of the Synod of Bishops convenes in Rome today, we rejoice, for indeed God has made this happen. And it is wonderful to already see its fruits of greater joy, unity, awareness of our baptismal dignity, and a renewed commitment to communal discernment and co-responsibility. Through this global listening process, we have heard the sense of the people, the people of God, have shared their deepest dreams for the church, their joys and their pain. We have heard voices that had been neglected, muffled or excluded. We have acknowledged the experiences of our young people, our women, people with disabilities, and members of the LGBTQ community, who although they are heirs of the graces of God by their baptism, Still, they have experienced exclusion in church spaces. When did you know in your innermost being that someone was disrespecting you just because they could? Or you felt excluded because you didn't fit someone's mold? Jesus, the cornerstone, says to you, says to me today, come, stand on me, stand on my shoulders. Let's build something new out of what happened to you. Let's build something new out of your experience because your experience matters. You are a part of the greater story, the story of the resurrection. You have been given the gift of dignity. You have a purpose in this world. Do you acknowledge it? You are baptized. You have a stake in this church. Will you claim it? Were you rejected for speaking the truth? You are an heir to the kingdom. Will you build it?